We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello, and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 131. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And this is the uh, Cool Down Next Week episode. We It's coming. It is. We got a little taste of August again, and now a big cold front's on its way, and looks like we're going we're gonna to get another good shot of... Uh, well, cooler. I mean, it's not going to be like well, cold. Well, I tell you, I've I've heard the same weathermen uh, who who called it fallish last time are calling it fallish again this time. No kidding. Yeah. So. Wow. Well, I got to tell you, I looked at the GFS because every time we, these cold fronts come in, I'm like, mm, I'm going to check GFS. It says highs in the upper 70s, lows in the mid to upper 50s. I think that's a little too overdone. But mm, what do you we'll what are see? You well, it just depends uh, what's going on. I mean, we had a I'm supposed to be high in the uh, of 95. Uh, was it Monday or Tuesday? And 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 we were sitting pretty at 70 degrees all day because <laughs> we had we had that rain come through. We got about an inch of rain here in Branson that morning. Oh yeah. So it really cooled things down. And it was very nice and a, a, a treat uh, because we were supposed to be you know up there in like 96 or 97, which. Uh, isn't fun. Well, now th- that's when I was gone, right? Yeah, yeah, because I had gone to a conference. <clears throat> I think I said last time on the podcast up in Kansas City area uh, near Lee's Summit, and uh, it was actually really nice up there. Uh, except every single morning, like late morning, but usually when I get up, a complex of thunderstorms rolled through with cool clouds and thunder and rain, and it. There was a heat advisory out for the whole Kansas City, you know, and surrounding area. And I think I texted you, and I'm like, I don't know why they have a heat advisory out, because the thunderstorms come through, and really, the high really never got out of the 80s. It was beautiful. I'm like, but they kept the heat advisory. Well, it's kind of in reverse of what we had the week before, when we had all these flash flood warnings, and nothing happened. And nothing happened. I know. (laughs) I know. It was was crazy. I wanted to get out and play some disc golf, because it's like, okay, because I had some breaks between, you know, when I had to play. So did you? You didn't get out up there and play? Every time that I had a break... That I went outside, Mother Nature said, oh, no, no, and then it rained. I mean, every single yeah. time. Now, I did drive to the to the disc golf course. It was about five, five miles away. So I went out there and went, okay, that's cool. Legacy Park, where I wanted to go. Um, they didn't have it mown very well. I mean, the grass was short, but not, you know, manicured like right. you'd think at disc golf. Uh, and it was wet. And I was like, you know... I don't want to go out there and just get really wet for like 10 minutes. And then, so I just... You know, I just cursed Mother Nature every single day. But then, <laughs> but then, you know, I kept looking. You were you were covering the site and doing a great job down here in in, uh, in Branson area. But uh, now, did we get to like you said? I mean, we we got warm, right? But 
thunderstorm. Oh, yeah, it, it was warm. Just just that one day stayed kind of. Oh, okay. Uh, tolerable. You know, we got up to eighty finally, but but uh, the rest of the days were in the nineties. You know, it was hot. Well, didn't we have uh, weren't weren't Southwest Missouri or something or close around there in like a marginal risk or something for storms and nothing happened. Or what was that about? Well, that's, yeah. I mean, it, there was a marginal risk uh, right around here. It kind of included Branson for a little while, but, you know, we didn't really get too much in the way of severe weather. Uh, <laughs> now, Harrison, that day, Harrison did get a severe storm. This was just yesterday, wasn't it? What day did you come home? Uh, Tuesday. I, I came okay, back this was Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. This was Tuesday morning. Harrison and Boone County had a, a, a severe thunderstorm morning. Now, this was... Uh, was this the same day? When was the big derecho that went through Iowa? Because oh. it came, kind of came down, and it was there was some coming out of Oklahoma that was kind of the same line. Of course, it wasn't a big derecho down here like it was up in Iowa. Oh no, uh huh. And Illinois, but but, but uh, some of that video that came out of there was just unbelievable. Uh, I was really, really kind of surprised, and I'm I'm going back here because you sent me. I think you sent me some stuff uh, about, you know, uh, what were they saying? A severe thunderstorm PDS, severe thunderstorm watch with se- yeah. with winds to 100 miles per hour. Wow. Like, holy cow. I'm yeah. scrolling through now uh, our, our text stream here because I know you sent me something. Oh, yeah, you have the new iOS 14 uh, beta. There True. it is. Okay, PDS, severe thunderstorm watch, uh, Monday. Effective Monday morning and evening. Uh, that's what it was. It's a PDS, uh, widespread damaging winds and scattered significant gusts to 100 miles per hour. And likely. by the time that you know, by the time they issued that, this thing was already ongoing for hours coming, you know, into that area. There was there were other watches that preceded this one, but okay. they had sustained winds of 90 miles an hour for a while as that thing blew through now it moved through pretty quick but those 90 to 100 mile an hour winds were widespread wow lots of damage done to uh, it knocked well, that's down a cat two. elevators and oh, that's yeah absolutely. A, a category two, two hurricane. hurricane i mean dear lord and just and it just went and went all through iowa uh, and then I guess into Illinois, and then, then I saw I saw a, a a satellite image. I don't know if you saw this. I saw mm. it uh, late last night, and you know in Iowa they have farms and corn, yeah. and you can see that you could actually see from the satellite where the derecho wiped out the corn crop. Whoa! No, I you, didn't they, see they that. Said, they said the dark green is the corn laying on its side. The corn, you know, crops laying on their side. Wow. The lighter green are the ones that weren't affected as much, and there weren't very many of those. Oh man, I've got I've got to search for that at some point. Yeah, that's that's insane. Well, we've we've had some questions about a, a derecho on our our Facebook page, and and uh, I I uh, responded to one guy was was talking about it. I don't, I don't think he ever heard of it, and they're they're kind of rare. I mean, we don't see one. Well, you every say year. that we say that you know up until now, but it seems like this year is the year of the derecho. Almost, they're getting much more popular. It's 2020, so what else are they gonna? <laughs> what, what else is this year gonna deal us? Well, we need a derecho show with us. murder hornets. That's what we need. Oh, there we do. go. <laughs> yeah, and I pulled up a graphic. Uh, I uh, and anytime 
uh, pe people ask us questions. You know, if there's a really good Wikipedia page, I, I go and I add that link to that. And I saw on Wikipedia, uh, derecho climatology. Now, I don't know the date they did this, but they have a, a map on there. And uh, right, it's kind of weird. They have a circle which is basically right over the Four Corners area, including Branson. Branson, Harrison, Miami, Oklahoma, in the extreme southeast Kansas, Joplin, that it said they have four derecho, on an average, four derechos every three years. I think I sent you, I texted you this just a second ago. Uh, every three years, I'm like, really? And then a whole, you know, southern Missouri into all the way down to Louisiana, one derecho every year. And like you're saying, this is becoming more and more, uh, like you know, possible and likely. And What's caught? What? Why? Why is that? Well, it could be climate change. We're that's, getting warmer. Uh, that's what I was looking at. Yeah, and uh, we're going to get to the tropics in a minute. I want you to talk about that, which is wild. But, you know, maybe uh, it, I, it, talking about duratios, and if they do become more widespread. You, the National Weather Service is going to have to take that into account and start maybe thinking about implementing a duration watch or, or warning or advisory type thing since it's so widespread over the area you know they're coming uh, in advance but you see where i'm headed on that i mean it makes sense it it makes because, sense to me because people need to tie down their stuff i saw so much stuff flying away yeah because of, because a severe thunderstorm if you have a severe thunderstorm with with wind gusts that's usually an isolated or smaller it's, it's, area it's, a smaller area and you have individual warnings for, for each severe you know storm right but these these winds can last from northern iowa down to the southern iowa you know and, oh 250 and, and miles the, easy and then moving to the east i at 70 it's almost miles. like <laughs> almost like a hurricane advisory for florida they would get that for for a category one or even a tropical oh, storm yeah hurricane they need a watch and... advisory is what they need i uh, you know i think we should uh, tap the powers that be i mean let's I, do it uh, yeah well you know we we have kind of a a step up that ladder mike yeah uh, so i'm I, sure uh, i i talked to him the other day just briefly but i think uh i'm going to suggest that and say stormed our weather decided uh, <laughs> that we need like a derecho watch or derecho warning and mike I haven't completely unpacked from this weekend, and so all my cords are like this. I mean, they're kind of bunched oh, yeah. up together, and, and uh, it's crazy. Um, I, I do want to say you're, you've got kind of a, another milestone you're, you're doing. Okay, so we're not doing closet pod. We're not doing uh, terrace pod. Uh, this week on the podcast, we're doing car pod. I'm, I'm sitting in a parking lot at my son's college. In now we're picking up her book, her her, her his books, and uh, yeah, it's not Jillian yet. It's just Grayson, right, right. But his girlfriend's here too, so they're picking up books and and getting everything you know set up to where it needs to be and getting all their tests done that they have to take. Have but to take but you're in a different state. Well, I'm in yeah, Miami, Oklahoma. My yeah, you're hometown. in your car. <laughs> my I, this is where I went to college right here. Oh, this is great. Now Grayson's Both getting to go sure. there. Yeah. Wow. Now, now we got to say his... it right now. It's just you and me. Uh, but Shara mm -hmm. is in there with him, getting books and stuff. So she right. might make an appearance a little bit later. She but, might. Uh, you never know. Now, is she a basket case? I may. She's. She is uh, not right right now. Yeah. She said last week. She said it's just it's 
dramatic. She's going to be crying everything. And it's not only her, but it's his girlfriend as well because oh. his girlfriend is going to college in St. Louis. Oh, and that's a good six hours from Miami, five, right? Five or six hours. So, oh, oh, yeah, five at five and a half, I think. And uh, but you know they'll have FaceTime and weekends and you know whatnot. Oh, exactly. So it's but it's I can tell it's affecting everybody. Well, sure. I mean, this is a big step. This is the your your yeah. second your second kid, and yeah. now he's going to college. And oh, empty nest. You're gonna have lots of empty nests going on there. You know, it's one or two, two, really two less mouths to feed, since uh, right. his girlfriend won't be around. The, you know, she's going off to college. She, she's she's basically at her house every night. So yeah, but I don't mind. I love cooking for everybody, but I'm gonna have to retrain my my ways of in the kitchen because <laughs> I usually have to make sure I have enough to feed everybody, and I gotta get this much and this much. Right now, I just have little kids, and they're not gonna eat much of anything. So. You yes, know, but some money, I guess. Garen's a teenager now, right? Uh, he is, and teenagers is. like to eat. So you may, you may just kind of keep the same uh, food budget. But going. his little brother and sister, they don't eat anything. I can't hardly ever get them to eat anything. Oh, they're really? The picky. two little ones? Just like their, just like their mom. And Garen's like his mom. He's pretty picky. You know, Grayson. He's like me. He likes the same type of foods I do. He oh, likes nice homegrown tomatoes on his burgers and onions. And and Cher won't touch. Any type of tomato or anything like that, but see, I don't like tomatoes. Never did. I will try them. I only like them. I only like them out of the garden. That's the I've, only time. I've tried them out of the garden. I've tried cherries. I've tried the big ones. I've tried I don't putting like salt on them. I've tried all sorts of tomatoes. My poor mother. Oh, she, I, she said I, I was adopted because I don't like tomatoes. Yeah, <laughs> you must be. They're like candy to me. Really? I'll just eat. I'll just eat a tomato. I think Absolutely. that's what my mom does. So yeah, yeah. So if you have some extra tomatoes, a tomato sandwich, the best, and I haven't is, had one this year, is a BLT with homegrown tomatoes, and I haven't had one yet. I need to. I need to make that happen. Mm. We usually go get our tomatoes at the farmers market. Either we we either do oh, the yeah. Branson or the Hollister one. They're both on on Tuesdays, and we always yes. go and uh, stock up on. Uh, Honey and tomatoes, and we we used to get blueberry or blackberries when they were more in season. Uh, peaches, we we stock up at that thing. We go every week, so yeah. And the cool thing is, we have someone, or at least we did have someone who was a vendor down there that would message us. Uh, mm-hmm. Storm to our weather. They follow us and want you know. They I say, okay, that. is there a storm coming? Do you know how do we how are we going to do this? Uh, so we. we I felt honored. It's like, okay, here's what's going to happen, and you're going to do this. But, uh, yeah, if you're in the Branson area, um, it's right down Lake Taney Como, um, downtown. You'll see it. It's just they, it's the, the Bass Pro or the landing parking lot on the uh, south side. They set mm-hmm. up all these vendors with all sorts of, you know, farmer's market and fun stuff. I've got to go down there. I really and there's one in uh, Hollister at the exact same time as that one. Oh, really? Exact okay, I didn't know that. And... Uh, it's along uh, the banks of Turkey Creek. Uh, I forget what street it's on, but there's signs, but you can't miss it. Yeah, or just Google it. I'm sure they have it. But Yeah. <laughs> well, guess what? We are one step closer to September, which is... Um, meteorological meteorological fall. fall. So fall, we are getting close to meteorological fall. So these, so this little cool down is kind of a hint. You know, I'm afraid that we're going to get this cool weather, and then September 
Mother Nature's going to crank it back up again. It's like, oh, well, we weren't done. Uh, right on <laughs> Labor Day. Yeah, right on, exactly. Right on Labor Day, too. Um, I, I do want to want to say uh, August in Branson is usually a real downtime. I mean, we've got people all over the place, but a, a lot of theaters kind of shut down uh, for a is week it or the two. Same? Is it the same? I, I hadn't been out in town around the theaters, around the attractions to see... Are they still planning the slowdown since we got a slow start? Are they still doing uh, that? Well, I mean, it it's on uh, me at the Hughes Brothers. Yeah, we we've got a ten day break coming up okay. here, which is the last week of August. Which which little teaser that last week we will not be having a podcast, so I don't know where I'm going to go. We're take a week off. Uh, we will have one next week, uh, and but then the week after that, at least one week, we'll just take a break. I may be in St. Louis. I may be uh, who knows where I'm going to be, but uh, I have that week off. Uh, there's other shows coming. I mean, there's just lots of stuff going on. So we'll just kind of, that, that'll be our summer break too. You know, unless you want to do it by yourself, that'd be fine. Um, well, maybe we'll see <laughs> if you want, I'll put it, who knows you, you may, that'd be the time you, you and Shara get the, your kayaks out in your no, cameras. No, 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 we're bringing you for that one. Oh, oh, so it's a Stormdar pod. Danny Como gonna, pod. We're, we're, we're going to get Rando out on the, one of our kayaks and we're going to do oh, a gosh. podcast from the middle of Danny Como. Right around dusk, so it'll be pretty. Now, did you see the pictures I took of my son on his kayak? Yes, with the, the other cla- night with the lights and stuff. That was awesome. We had we had the sunset, and I wasn't expecting it. I mean, I missed the sunset, but we still had the the the, the light from it, and it was we had the fog on the water. It was uh, wow. It was amazing, and I, I I sent it to Walmart to be printed last night, and it came back the. Better than I could have ever imagined from from the one hour photo at Walmart. They they must wow. have upgraded their equipment because it was amazing. Holy cow! Yeah, and, and yeah. you posted uh, it on our our Facebook page. So if, if yeah. any of you guys uh, you know want to see this picture, just go to our you know Stormed Our Weather uh, on Facebook, not the groups on our main page, and just scroll through our photos. And Corey uploaded it. It's beautiful. See that uh, afternoon, I I went and bought lights for the kayaks because i like i like to go out you know sunset and a little after but you have to have lights on your boat if you're out there right so i i rigged me up some some red and green lights and and they look pretty cool in the picture too i i thought so now how, how about the mosquitoes did you I didn't I, I don't have a mosquito problem yeah and my see, wife you, you do does have a mosquito problem but she didn't complain about a mosquito, so... Oh, okay. Maybe they don't like the cold water. I don't know. Well, uh, you know, that's a good point because, yeah, because it is colder on Lake Cold Tinicoma. and foggy water. It's not... And it's not sitting still. No, you know, it's no. Not. Tanicomo is a... is a it's, it's like a really big river, really. It's the White River. Yeah. But, I mean, it they is. call it a lake, and it's a lake... Because it's but dammed. It's, yeah. But it is moving all... I mean, it's never stagnant. I don't it's think it's moving ever. slowly, even if they're not generating at Table Rock Dam. But mm-hmm. if they are generating, then you don't have to paddle that canoe. You're down downstream. Real You're quick. downstream. Well, yep. hey, let's talk about the tropics. Uh, we we got well, stuff going on. I mean, it's not exploding, but we got stuff going on. I mean, uh, in the Atlantic, we have Tropical Storm Josephine uh, J. <laughs> We're not even to J. the peak yet. We're on to J. And it looks like it's headed northeast uh, towards the Bahamas, going to stay over water, and then kind of turn to the north, 
little bit uh, and head to Bermuda. But once it turns north, it's going to get in uh, cooler water, kind of diminish. And here's something I thought was really interesting. There's a low-pressure system. Now, this National Hurricane Center is looking at this. It's over land. It's over eastern North Carolina. No, I saw that. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what? Was that earlier this year we saw the exact same thing, like with the number two storm? It seems like it. It seems like the B storm also started on land as a low pressure system and then moved out. Yeah, it was either it was either at the first of this season or the, toward the end of last season, but it's very I, recent. I think I think it's this season, but I can't tell you. I don't remember which I, storm. I want to say it was the Bertha, maybe. Uh, was there that's a Bertha? Was kind that of in my brain. Yeah, because they it, all run together for me. Oh, I, well, I know we're having so many. Yeah, just it, it's on. <laughs> On land, but it moves out, and when it moves out offshore, then it gets that that warm water, mm-hmm. and then it'll generate. So, I'm real curious to see how that one's going to go. Uh, but that's all we have in the Atlantic now. I mean, we do have the, you know, the wave train coming off of Africa, yeah. um, and we're going to see that. And I'm really, I'm I'm really curious about that. Uh, let's get to the, to the Pacific now. There is something in the Pacific. Uh, we got Tropical Depression 10E. Uh, which is around 130 west and about 13 north, which is really kind of right out in the middle of the, the water. It's not affecting anything. Um, it's it's forecasted to become a tropical storm and just kind of meander around, not really move anywhere. It, and right now it's located, what they say, several hundred miles west-southwest of Manzanillo, Mexico. Uh, but they really think it's going to develop into a storm. Uh, the next 48 hours, 80% chance, and five days, and 90%. So they're pretty... Yeah, they're pretty confident that that's going to happen. And they, mm-hmm. we have an, another one off the, off the coast of, of Central America, way down there. It's a yellow X right now, but they said in about five-day forecast, about a 70% chance of if something. Uh, so then I went even further west into the Central Pacific. And so uh, because Tropical Depression 10E is is kind of right at that line between the Eastern Pacific and Central Pacific, uh, it shows up in the Central Pacific um, screen, you know, view or whatever. So they're watching that. Uh, and then there's another st- disturbance about 830 miles southeast of Hilo, Hawaii. And that's got like a 50-50 chance of something something coming on. So uh, tropics are active. And we're just going to have to see if that's if anything comes out of that. Now, didn't you have something on... Uh, you have some information about the uh, hurricanes uh, they've updated. Uh-oh, are you still there? Uh-oh, okay, I lost Corey. So I think it's time we can just go to the Stormdar Weather School, and then we'll get Corey back, and then hopefully uh, continue after the Weather School. This week, it's the branches of NOAA are remembered from last week. So uh, learn all about the different areas. There's just tons of, of, of different agencies. So let's get to the Weather School. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Stormdar Weather The NHC is tracking a storm near land. The SPC and the WPC are now getting involved, too. Huh? (laughs) 
The National Weather Service is where we get most of our weather information. But they are only a portion of a much larger enterprise, NOAA. NOAA, or the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, is an American scientific agency within the United States Department of Commerce that focuses on conditions of the oceans, major waterways, and the atmosphere. The organization warns of dangerous weather, charts seas, guides the use of protection of ocean and coastal resources, and conducts research to provide understanding and improve stewardship of the environment. NOAA was officially formed in 1970 and in 2017 had over 11,000 civilian employees. Its research and operations are further supported by 321 uniformed service members who make up the NOAA Commissioned Corps. So let's take a look at some of the many branches of NOAA. The one we are all familiar with, the National Weather Service. The NWS is tasked with providing weather, hydrologic, and climate forecasts and warnings for the United States, its territories, adjacent waters, and ocean areas for the protection of life and property and the enhancement of the national economy. This is done through a collection of national and regional centers, 13 river forecast centers, and more than 120 local weather service offices. The National Weather Service is responsible for issuing weather and river forecasts, advisories, watches, and warnings on a daily basis. They issue more than 734,000 weather forecasts, 850 river forecasts, and more than 45,000 severe weather warnings annually. Some of the branches under the National Weather Service umbrella are the Weather Prediction Center, formerly known as the Hydrometeorological Prediction Center. It serves as a center for quantitative precipitation forecasting or rainfall amounts, medium range forecasting from three to eight days, and the interpretation of numerical weather model predictions. The National Hurricane Center is responsible for tracking and predicting weather systems within the tropics in the Atlantic and the eastern Pacific Oceans. The agency is situated on the campus of Florida International University in University Park, Florida. They take data from reconnaissance aircraft that fly into storms and track the progression of tropical cyclones. The Storm Prediction Center this agency monitors the contiguous U.S. and is responsible for severe weather situations. They are the ones who issue severe thunderstorm watches and tornado watches. The local National Weather Service forecast offices are the ones who issue the warnings. Next is the Climate Prediction Center, or CPC. Their job is to offer predictions of climate variability and real-time monitoring of global climate. Applications include the mitigation of weather-related natural disasters and uses for social and economic good in agriculture, energy, transportation, water resources, and health. And we have the Space Weather Prediction Center. 
This branch provides space weather alerts and warnings for disturbances that can affect people and equipment working in space and on Earth. Now, all of these departments I just mentioned are under the control of the National Weather Service, which is under the control of NOAA. <laughs> now, here are some other branches of the parent organization of NOAA. The National Environmental Satellite Data and Information Service, or NESDIS. This department was created by NOAA to operate and manage the U.S. environmental satellite programs and manage National Weather Service data and those of other government agencies and departments. The National Ocean Service, or NOS, focuses on ensuring that ocean and coastal areas are safe, healthy, and productive. NOS scientists, natural resource managers, and specialists serve America by ensuring safe and efficient marine transportation, promoting innovative solutions to protect coastal communities, and conserving marine and coastal places. The National Marine Fisheries Service, also known as NOAA Fisheries, was initiated in 1871 with the primary goal of the research, protection, management, and restoration of commercial and recreational fisheries and their habitat. The Office of Marine and Aviation Operations is responsible for the fleet of NOAA ships, aircraft, and diving operations. It has the largest research fleet of the federal government. Its personnel are made up of civilians and the NOAA Commissioned Corps. The National Integrated Drought Information System is a program within NOAA with an intra-agency mandate to coordinate and integrate drought research, building upon existing federal, tribal, state, and local partnerships in support of creating a National Drought Early Warning Information System. These are just some of the branches of NOAA, and honestly, there are way too many to mention in this weather school. Just know that the entire NOAA organization is a highly complex group of scientific-based agencies that are keeping the planet and the people safe. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com, and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And there you should know everything about the branches, the multiple branches of NOAA. Well, we got Corey back. Uh, hey. Welcome back, Corey. <laughs> yeah. My phone overheated. Temperature warning came up. So I thought I better turn on the air conditioning in here. It might be a little more noisy. Oh, but I was about, I was about to have a heat stroke anyway. So oh, no, yeah, you definitely need to uh, you know have some have some air in there. I I would be dying right. at that point. Yeah. So yeah, I was talking along. We we were uh, we left off on the tropics. So uh, I I did everything in the tropics uh, that I needed to say. Now didn't you didn't you just tell me there's there was a storm in the Pacific or something? I missed it. There was a storm in the Pacific. It wasn't a very big Elida. Elida or Elida? E L I D A. Didn't amount to much, but uh, the next one coming up is Fausto. Fausto, ooh. Now this is. And that that comes before Genevieve. But, Genevieve, uh, that's that's my uh, that would be my dad's sister's name. Oh, cool. Genevieve. Cool. 
So yeah, now we're, now we're talking Pacific. We're not talking Atlantic. Uh, Atlantic, no. we're already to J, and we're gonna like we're up there. sail through the J's. But yeah, now, did Elida, Elita, whatever? Did that never amount mounted to anything? Didn't right? it? I mean, there's not a whole lot of stuff up there besides Hawaii that that's gonna hit yeah. on this side where it was. So no, nah, it just pretty much died out. Oh okay, okay. Well, uh, yeah. So in the yeah, we talked last week uh, that the, the the hurricane prediction people just completely upped everything, and you know maybe now. I mean, this week we're seeing some more action going on. So maybe this is yeah. the start of the uptick of everything. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll, we'll see that. We're 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 coming up to the. The peak. What was the peak? And it's in September. I can't remember the exact date. I think it's like 10th. second, second or third week, right in the middle of September yeah. or something. Uh, uh, yeah, it's crazy. So it's going to be exciting <laughs> to do that. Yeah. Uh, so you know what? Since we're recording this on Thursday, uh, I, I had I had an event I had to go to last night, so we couldn't record on Wednesday. But today, the uh, the drought monitor uh, was issued. We could actually talk about the drought because of the new one. Yay. So, what what are you seeing over there? I'm seeing not much change, you know, for Southwest Missouri because there was, I wouldn't call it widespread rainfall, but there was some rain, you know, mm-hmm. so we didn't get any worse, I'll tell you that. Okay, so we're still uh, D0 and some p- patches of D1 then. There's patches of D0 and a small patch of D1 okay. from from northwestern Taney County onto the... Uh, west to kansas we're in a d0 parts of christian county like i call it the panhandle of christian county because yeah. it looks like a oklahoma a miniature oklahoma <laughs> yeah right. well the panhandle's all in a in a d1 which is a moderate drought oh but you know that's not a very big area really just the panhandle and the northern part of christian county uh springfield yeah. they're still in the d the the just a normally dry branson itself here in, in Branson, we're, we're not in anything. We're in none. So Oh, that's just barely, good. Just barely. Yeah, and when we talk about all these D0, D1, I mean, it goes from abnormally dry to moderate drought or whatever. Um, it goes up to D4. So if you're in a D4, mm-hmm. we you're in dire straits at that point. That's, that's exceptional, and ugh. there's there's no water. Yeah, there is no water, and uh, you know all your grass is brown and crinkly. Uh, emergency measures have to be, you know, like to cattle. I mean, for farmers and stuff, you've got to get, if you want crops, you've got to get irrigation and water out there. Right. But but D4 is nowhere even close to us right now. And then, like you just said, I mean, Branson's not even in a D0. Um, so let, let's just hope, you know, we've got some, uh, I mean, next week with this cold front coming in, it's cooler and going to be a little drier. Uh, so we, we might see just a little spread of that, that drought monitor kind of going out. But uh uh, this we're gonna year be, we're going to be cooler but drier for the next. I saw eight to fourteen days now. Uh, oh, okay. On the newer one, we're still in that below normal for both, really, both precipitation and temperature. So, which I'm good. That's good disc golf plan. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> as, long, as long as we don't get stupid dry, then, I, then I'm good with that. Well, it's time for in other news. I don't have a whole lot, uh, but uh, the, the Perseids are still going. Wasn't the peak? Uh, couple nights was ago tuesday and wednesday of this week okay i had a few friends go out and they said they saw two or three and kind of got bored with it so oh so <laughs> nothing spectacular you, you have to be dedicated to get out there and look and you know it seems like when i was a kid they were a little more uh i was a little more into it 
uh, than my kids are because now kids all have phones and iPods and they have whatever they want in the palm of their hands and they don't want to sit around and wait on meteors even though they're pretty cool. Yeah. That's how life has evolved, you know. Well, yeah. Well, the, the older you get, you know, your priorities change. It's still cool. I love, love media. I mean, it, it, if, if we were having like, you know, 100 per hour, yeah, I'd sit out there and watch. You know, I mean, yeah. I, well, and I well, can see them. They were thinking it might be that that high, and it may have been. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I can't. I'm so close to town that you can't really see much at my house. Yeah, yeah, you really. I mean, last night it was really nice. I came home from my event, mm-hmm. and I was so tired. And I looked at it and was like, oh, I can see lots of stars. I saw the Big Dipper. I saw all sorts of stars, kind of bright. I mean, there's still some light pollution, but I could still see some stars. And I thought, well, I could stay out here and watch them, or I could go eat. So I decided to go in and eat, and then I was so tired I went to bed. Um, yeah, and we talked about the the derate show that went over there. I mean, you got anything in, in other news? or? Um, there's a new study out, and, and I think we've talked about this before, where they were kind of leaning towards this happening, but now there's an actual study that, that is suggesting that thunderstorms can, in fact, trigger asthma attacks that lead to hospitalization. Ah, okay. So, and what they're saying is that the calm before the storm isn't really so calm after all. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so it pretty much is an article to scare everybody, basically. But oh, okay. but uh, there's a, there's a, well, there's a study used so. for 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 medic. Yeah, <laughs> there's a study used for Medicare data, and it says it affects those 65, not only those 65 and older. But the danger is just as real for younger people, uh, or those that have severe respiratory illnesses anyway. Oh, okay. And it would wow. definitely put you in the hospital. Hmm. So, From a thunderstorm. I don't, I, don't, I, I, I don't know what would trigger the asthma. Would it be the dust or the... It doesn't really get into that. You know, it's, it seems like I've heard something about that. Maybe that's something I'll, I'll write down. Yeah, maybe I'll research that more. That, uh, it that says weekend. the study found found that emergency visits to the emergency room for asthma-related illness peaked the day before a storm. Oh, so it's not as the storm's actually brewing and coming your way. It's they're seeing more asthma before a storm. Could this? Could this be a a new precursor to severe weather? Is this a new way to tell a storm's coming? I don't know. I'm not but, sure. Uh, that's huh. what the study is is suggesting that they can pick it on pick up on a storm uh, a day in advance. Fascinating. Oh, that Weird. is fascinating. Yeah, as I've got to research the, that because as I've, soon I've as heard the of storm it. is over and the rains are coming down, the uh, emergency visits went down to almost nothing ain't that something yeah i i wonder because it's before thunderstorm asthma yeah thunderstorm yeah because if if a, if a front is coming i mean the winds would pick up i mean i'm just i'm just thinking out loud now would pick up uh beforehand like usually from the southwest and that might bring some new stuff in i don't know and then but a whole day before hmm it it's called thunderstorm asthma. It was first recorded in Birmingham, England, in 1983, and in Melbourne, Australia, in 87, where widespread waves of asthma attacks appeared to be connected to violent thunderstorms, with 
high pollen counts. Ah, okay. So. It happened now. now it happened recently, well, not recently, in 2016 in Melbourne. Uh, it killed eight people and sent 8,000 people to the emergency room. 8,000? Holy cow. No one understands why this might happen since rain typically washes pollen out of the air. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would think. I mean, anytime you have dust, you know, Saharan dust or whatever, if it starts raining, then your car is right. like a big mud cake. <laughs> yeah. Wow, interesting. Okay, thunderstorm asthma. So if anybody is interested That's in that, Google that. Google that. Yeah, I, do, I don't have much this way. Oh, I mean, the weather's going to get kind of, it's kind of boring right now. I mean, we'll have some more stuff next, you know, next time. But Hopefully I think. Hopefully we'll it, get some sunsets or something. We might not. But yeah. I can uh, get the drone up. I like to have the drone with oh, me. Oh, your drone. Today. That's right. That that's okay. That could be in, in, in other news because you got your drone back going. Yeah. The Storm Dart drone, which I call yeah. Drone Dart. So, so stay tuned for that. Okay, well, let's get to the final segment. It's the weather word of the week. It's the Storm Dart weather, weather word of the week, and Shara is with Grayson, so we're going to toss that to Corey. I thought this was a real fascinating weather word of the week, so you got that up and handy? It's a, it's an anaphront. Yes. Uh, it's it's a, a warm or cold front at which there is upward movement movement of the warm sector air commonly producing clouds and precipitation. Yeah. Interesting. I, I thought that was really... And then next next week, we're going to have the opposite of that. So that's okay. going to be our next... That's uh, Because I didn't want to say it now because that'll... You know, I don't want to use up another weather word of the way. <laughs> so yeah. we'll have the opposite of that next week. Yeah, so when a front, a uh, cold front is moving or a warm front is moving, when that air, it, it ascends up and over that. And uh, I was reading some other stuff about this. Sometimes when that happens, uh, it will spark even more precipitation. I'm not sure how, uh, especially on the back side of, of the front. I need to look at it more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I prepare for these things an hour or two uh. before, so I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, anafront, A-N-A-F-R-O-N-T. So if you want to look at that, um, go for that. So, well, that's all I got. How, how's your phone? Uh, it's cooled down. <laughs> I wonder. If, it probably would have done better if I had taken the case off. Cooled oh, it down well, better. yeah. It's much cooler in here, though. I, I wasn't bothering me as much, but if my phone tells me it's too hot, then I was probably overheating as well. Yeah, well, drink some water. I mean, Sh- yeah, I mean, Shara's going to be back at some point. She can drive you through Sonic or something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, we go to the we go to the cuckoo here in Miami. Uh, oh, go to the what? The cuckoo. What's the cuckoo? It's the best little drive drive-in burger drinks, whatever you want. It's basically Sonic, but it's better. Oh, okay. I want to go there. Been here. Cuckoo was a chain of over 300 restaurants in the Midwest in the 1960s, and this is the only surviving one. Oh, kind of like Whataburger in a way, but Whataburger is coming back to Missouri. I think. Yeah, yeah, they are. Well, they're down in Texas and Oklahoma already, but this is the only surviving restaurant uh, left, and it's it's you can get some some good stuff there, some good yeah. grub. Gene Whalen, he's back there doing the cooking. He's owned the place since the '60s, and he's the one who cooks your burger. Oh, that's still. awesome! If he's sick, then they close. Oh, so, no way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he had surgery a while back. He had uh, hip surgery, I believe. And he was, uh, 
down and out. It was on the news how they were closed and everything. It made big news down here. Oh wow! Yeah, kind of kind of a stem well. of. Uh... He got well. He did you know cut back his hours a little bit. I think they close at five in the afternoon now. But other than that, uh, they're still open and very popular for. Uh, see, in Miami, you have uh, Route 66 goes right through you know, Main Street. And uh, it's a big stop for those traveling on, on Route 66. They get people from all over the world. Well, you know what? Maybe on my 10-day my break or something, I might drive there. And Absolutely. Do they have I'll a drive-thru or do you just go they in? They do. They do. Because oh. I they haven't have seen my sister-in-law. Or, or you can go in. Okay. And you guys usually go in, though, right? Uh, it depends. Yeah. Usually. I like to go in. Yeah, well, my sister. I usually go. I usually like to go in because I'm, I'm not. I, I'm never in town anymore. And usually, if I go in, somebody in town that I know is going to come in there and and also eat. So I'll, you know, there you go. Small town, so you chat chat it up with people. Yeah, because Miami is not that big, is it? I mean, what's the population? Uh, right around uh, fourteen thousand, right around there. Because Branson, I mean, the new census hasn't come out, but Branson's like a little right. over ten, so it's about right. It's a little small town. Yeah. And you have the 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 the, the main theater. Uh, what's it called? The Coleman. Coleman. And that's another. That's another uh, stop for all the the Route 66 travelers. They're going to go to the Coleman and they're going to go to the Cuckoo. We got big names coming through. Two of the staples in Miami that we're known for. Awesome. So if you're ever in Miami, you know, stop at the Cuckoo and then go catch a show at Coleman. <laughs> Yeah. And if you're in Branson, you got a whole plethora of things that do there. Well, I think that's probably going to be about it. Uh, cool down. A couple of a warm weekend and then a cold front coming through. And uh, then we're going to have a stretch of nice disc golf weather and have some fun. Yep. So, yep. Got anything else to add? Uh, I think we got it all. We got it all. All right. So it's a short podcast, but that's okay. <laughs> all right. Let's wrap this thing up then. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website and our merch store at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. All right, there. Now, it's working now. Okay, where are we here?